What up, citizens? It's your boy Dustin and your girl Veronica, aka Baby Lips. What up? As we learned in Spanish, it is labios de bebe. <laughs> and guys, listen, man. You know what time it is. You guys know what you clicked on. We moved to Mexico. What? Bro, we out here in the streets. You moved to Mexico? Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> we heard that more than we care to admit, guys. But yes, we live in Mexico now. This is home. Viva Mexico! Viva Mexico! This is absolutely home, man. Like, we've been here now for a little bit over two weeks. I want to learn the um, Mexican national anthem. Yeah, maybe we should just learn how to speak Spanish. <laughs> That'll help. Um, but yeah, guys, we lived here. We've been living here now for a little bit over two weeks. And I got to be honest with you, there was major hesitation in moving to Mexico. Maybe because we spent quarantine, all quarantine, watching Narcos. Fabulous show. You guys should just start calling me El Jefe. El Jefe. El Jefe. La Patron. La Patron. You know, the funny thing is like, I just, I mean, America, bravo. Bravo. You do a phenomenal job demonizing this country. <laughs> like, 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 bravo, man. Like, I, it is the greatest Jedi mind trick ever done. Like, bravo, bravo. Um, I don't feel like I left that show feeling like Mexico was demonized. I left that show feeling like I should start... I should become a member of the Cali Cartel. No, the hell you shouldn't. <laughs> no, the hell. You know, the funny thing is, it's like... Uh, it's, Just kidding, by the way. It's a it's a cross line where it's almost glorification. Like, they glorify how these, like, you know, uh, narcos, de traf, traficantes, like how these dudes out here live in. They, they, they glorize it. And, um, but the funny thing is, you spend, let's say it's 12 episodes in a season, you spend... 11 episodes glorified, and then that last episode is the crash and burn. It's like it all comes to a head. Yeah, man. This dude is laying in his, like, rancho. He has this huge ranchero. Like, you know, he has all this money. He's all his boys. He's surrounded by all these beautiful women, all this high luxury. And then next episode, homie got shot. <laughs> <laughs> he got set up by his own kids. Like it's, it is not the life. That for actually me. did not happen in Narcos. No, no, it didn't. But I'm just saying, like in terms of the the under the underworld, yeah. the crime world, like man, anything anything goes. It's a free for all. Yeah, they have uh, different rules. Yeah, and they play a completely different game from us. But I will say this, guys: we are here two two weeks in. We're in Merida, Mexico, in the uh, Yucatan Peninsula. And as of right now, I have to be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever felt safer. Yeah, Dustin's obsessed with Merida, right? I wouldn't say I'm obsessed. No, I, he's like, he's like moved in fully. Listen, I've, I've drunk the Kool-Aid. He's moved in. I'm still deciding. I still want to look around. Right, yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like, I, I think for... A man my age coming from Los Angeles, uh, a city of a lot of different people, a lot of different walks of life, um, you know, there's hostility. Let's just call it what it is, but like undisclosed, like even walking down the street, like, you know, if I'm walking past a dude, you know, we can head nod each other, but there's that, that little inkling of, okay, man, some stuff pops off. I can, I can take this full out. Like, I don't even get that when I walk past dudes here. Like, it's just that dude's on the way 
to like have dinner with his wife and kids. You know what I mean? And I, I just, I feel like it's just, it's, it's such a great place if you're looking to start traveling, specifically in Mexico. And there's a lot of great places in Mexico, but for us specifically, we can only speak on this one right now. And Medita's a great place. I mean, it's not overly expensive. No, I, I would agree with that. I think this is a great um, starter city. Yeah. You know, like if you want to dip your feet in the Mexico pool, but you're a little apprehensive, come here. You're right. There's a lot of common American creature comforts that this place has. Like, I mean, there's Sam's, there's Costco's, there's Walmart, there's Best Buy, there's a Target. No, like, stop. I haven't seen the Target. I don't believe it's still. It's still a unicorn to me. Dustin claims that there's a Target here. I haven't seen it yet. We both looked it up on the website. I haven't seen the Target. <laughs> we haven't seen the Best Buy, to but be determined. I've seen people apparently go there. To be determined. But I will say this. I feel like it's one of those things to where at the end of the day, like, if you are coming from America and you want to dive into, like, leaving the country, you want to feel like you've went somewhere and you've done something, but you want all the comforts of pretty much home in terms of, you know, stores to shop at, not just in specifically in grocery stores, but they have, like, H&M, they have, like, Zara, you know, they have, like, um, like, like Tommy Hilfiger store, the Adidas store, they have department stores, it's very compatible with a lot of parts in America. It's very compatible uh, in terms of like retail and in terms of groceries and in terms of that. But you just live on financially such a, can we say lower scale? Like it's really cheap here. I just disagree with the grocery part. I mean, listen, it's one of those things where at the end of the day, like we went grocery shopping here. We did, and it's not like <laughs> America, okay? It's nothing like America. No, but once again, when you go into Walmart, it's a, it's a, it's almost like an off-brand version of uh, an American Walmart. Okay, they have all being nice. He's being nice. They don't keep their eggs in the refrigerator, bruh, <laughs> bruh. They don't have milk. I still have yet to see just some two percent milk. Normal I don't even cow drink. Milk. I don't even drink normal milk, but I want to see it. They don't have it, and all the milk they have is like on the on the shelf, not in the refrigerator. None of it. It's strange. Like when we first moved here, I think one of the biggest things that was a, a hard pill to digest was the fact that like their dairy is wide ass open like I'm talking about I in, in America if you didn't refrigerate or keep your eggs at a certain temperature the health department can come in and completely shut down your entire establishment even the milk like the milk is just in room temperature I'm like but what? it's not normal milk I don't, we don't know what it is yeah and we're not going to taste it also um I seen in the meat section they just have like chicken out with a piece of ice on it. <laughs> like chicken, meat, just out there. You could just pick it up with your naked hand and it just has some ice on top of it. And it, it makes, it, it arises the question like, are, are, are they doing something wrong here? Or are we doing something wrong there? Right. Like I'm there's, sure there, by it. yeah. But I don't see people like sick, right? Because they're buying it. And they're eating it. I don't think my tummy could handle it. No. 
<laughs> Veronica had a small, mild tummy issue. I've already had one tummy issue. Yeah, and like once again, we've been here for two weeks. <laughs> but like, she's and I a, think I'm already down like seven pounds. She's the type of person that will accidentally like brush her teeth with the water and be confused. <laughs> like, like she gargles with the water and is confused <laughs> when she gets a bug. But yeah, man, like there, there's a lot of differences here in terms of just like how things are produced and manufactured in areas in America. Um, but the reality is, the gist of it is, we love that we don't live in America right now. Yeah, th- listen, I'm still, <laughs> I feel like I'm still a little off my kilter, right? Like, I'm right. still trying to get my footing, but I think that, I think this is the new norm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and we're, because for those of you guys that do not know, we live in Los Angeles, well, we're from Los Angeles, we don't live in Los Angeles anymore. We're from Los Angeles, and right now, Los Angeles is the epicenter of the world. Literally. We love LA. We love it, right? It's the epicenter of the world. But the problem is, is there's so much just debauchery going on, and we're able to see it from afar. And we're in a part to where the pandemic isn't hitting as hard as where we come from. So it's one of those things to where it's like, wow, to see it from afar and, and see it a distant away it's like dude thank the heavens we got out of there when we did um but it was not an easy journey was it no and that's what we're here to talk about yes it was not an easy journey no and i'm talking i'm not talking about like the you know the conversations and the preparation like the real leading up to it i'm talking about Moving out of our apartment, packing for this trip, and getting on the plane. Mm. Yeah. That was... You know, the funny thing is traditionally we're accustomed to, like, we'll, we'll move into an apartment, we'll sign a lease, you know, get a condo, whatever the case may be, and then a year to two years later, whenever the lease is up, then we'll leave. We use a storage company or a moving company, and it's an easy transition. One day of hell. Don't get me wrong. But once we have our stuff in the other place, we're settled in, and that's it. One day of help for Dustin, because Dustin's job in us moving is just moving the stuff out of the apartment and into the new apartment. He does not partake in the packing or unpacking of the stuff. Mildly. Veronica definitely runs... She definitely runs the organization. I run the physical stuff, like moving the stuff, moving with the movers. Like, it's, it's, it's tough because... And the same breath, you know, that has always been an easy transition for us. Mm-hmm. And this time, it was something totally different. No, you guys aren't ready. I don't care how much <laughs> you've been preparing, you're not ready. Listen, I, this this conversation is not about like, oh my God, like what, what visa do I need? What documents do I need? This isn't that conversation. Honestly, I can promise you whatever you think you need to do, you're overthinking it. If you're talking about coming to Mexico... You're overthinking it. Just come. Right. Like, you don't need any special visa if you're coming from the U.S. or Europe, I believe. You get six months. Just get your plane ticket and come. Right. You know, if you you need a passport now to come into Mexico, so you definitely need that. But outside of that, you're doing too much if you're thinking beyond that. Just, Just book your flight and find a place to stay and come. And don't worry about the little knickknacks. I think that's why we were talking about the creature comforts and the compatible stores to America. 
don't worry about the knickknacks. Like, if you're trying to, like, they have stuff out here. They're yes. out, they have malls. They have the Victoria's Secrets. I mean, they have all, all, they have stores. They have shopping. They have everything you need out here. So it's not like you're moving to some, you know, exotic, deserted island and, you know, everything. It's not like um, Southeast Asia where they don't have tampons. You can, you can go to the store and buy some tampons. And that's a whole other topic because <laughs> the reality is they... They do have that here, but the feminine hygiene is a little bit different than in yeah, America. It's different. It's different. Stay tuned. Uh, guys, once again, if you don't know who we are, my name is Dustin. This is Veronica. We have a YouTube channel called D&B Lala Land. Uh, make sure you subscribe because we're definitely going to be talking about that in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they have condoms here, though. I have, I mean, granted, you know, me and you've been together, so I ain't looking for them, <laughs> but... <laughs> they don't believe in, like, birth control here, do they? I think it's like, no. They definitely do not believe in traditional birth control. Um, I'm not sh- I'm not saying you can't get condoms here. I'm sure you probably could. I haven't seen them. Have you been looking? No, but I'm just saying I haven't seen them. I, mean, I haven't seen them either, and I think it's one of those things to where, religiously, like, it's like, you know, they're all about uh, contraception, right? No, they're not about contraception. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not about that. My apologies. They're not about contraception. They're all about, you know, give me that baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, the funny the funny part about that is, is, you know, with the exception of stuff like that, I feel like everything you need coming to Mexico, you will have. Mm-hmm. You do not need to know how to speak Spanish, though it is absolutely, I believe, Veronica and I believe, it's necessary to try it's to try to learn, even if it's just conversational Spanish, like, you know, thank you, and, you know, no thank you, and uh, yes and no, and uh, good morning, good afternoon. I think these things go far, very far with the locals. Like, yes. It seems that there's a, an appreciation for people that come here and try to speak English. Now, here's here's the thing. We come from a country that... Is a country made up of immigrants, yet we almost shun people for not speaking English as a, as, a, as a culture. Like, you know, you see videos where people are angry and they're cussing out, you know, the busboy or whatever. And they're like, speak American, even though American is not an official language. Speak American, you know what I mean? Like, and they're saying these stuff to these people of these immigrants, you know, these immigrants that have come here from other countries. But the reality is, I, we've been here, we've done a lot of interaction with people. And I never got the feeling that people were annoyed or disgusted or frustrated or didn't want me around them or in their establishment because I didn't speak Spanish. I think they appreciated the fact that I tried. And I, you know, even if it was thank you, no thank you, even if it was good night, good morning, even if it was how much or, you know, I would like this, I think that goes very far with these people. I wish that our culture would adapt that, you know, instead of seeing people that are from other countries that struggle to speak English and just judge them as somebody that's here illegally or somebody that's, uh, you know, going against the grain of the American fabric because the reality, that's not at all the grain. Like that's, that's absolutely the grain is the immigration co- concept. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I enjoy it here. I think Spanish is a borderline, like, part of America, right? Like, 
I mean, depending on what state you come from, it's you, it's low. It is Mexico. It's I'm, absolutely Mexico. I'm from. I'm. I don't even know if you guys know this about me, but I'm originally from Arizona, and Spanish was very much like I, it was not a foreign language to me. And then coming to California, it's certainly not. Well, Los Angeles, it's certainly not a foreign language to me. So. I mean, I like to I like to think that I speak broken Spanish. Broken Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is, some of you guys may not know this about me either, but I'm originally from Texas, uh, Tejas, it's a Spanish word, and the concept of being around Spanish speakers, I've done that my entire life. Like I've never, you know, I've never, I don't. There's no point in my life outside of when I was born and you know spent my childhood certain years in Europe when I was born in Germany outside of that every place I've ever been to Spanish has been a strong yeah it's been a strong number two language if not in some cases number one yeah so like I said I, I think it's one of those things where the importance of of trying to learn how to speak Spanish the importance of trying to show these people hey I'm a guest in your house and I'm going to try to do whatever I can to my capability to make you comfortable so that I can navigate through your home. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing you need to understand and take away as a expat coming to not just Mexico, any place you go, yeah. try to learn something. If it's something about the culture, the language, the religious uh, ceremonies there and just respect it. Like I will respect say though, I'm, I'm shocked at the amount of people that know English here. Yeah. It's kind of, Incredible. Well, I mean, it's just like English is the most spoken language in the world, obviously second to Spanish, but it's one of those things where a lot of people, unfortunately, can't get the better jobs unless they speak English. True. Like the more high-paying jobs, and this is, guys, once again, this is a very unfortunate thing, in my opinion, is unless they speak Spanish, or unless they speak English, there's certain jobs in a, almost a hierarchy, like the upper echelon of opportunities that they're not provided until they speak English. And that's that's tough because this isn't their native tongue. We're in their native land. And, you know, but Veronica's right. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of people that speak English, so it's not hard to navigate. No, this, that's why I think this is a great place to start if you're looking to embark on travel or if you're looking to just move out of the United States and you are open to Mexico, this is a great place to consider. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, but the going back to the original topic about how our process was moving to Mexico. It was insane. Dude. It's a blur. Stop. Stop. There's still stuff that I'm like, what did we do with that? I don't even know. Like, is it in storage? Is it gone? Did we throw it away? Did we give it away? Like, I don't know. So we've been knowing that we were going to leave. Uh, would you say like in April? No, we, we really made the decision in the summer. Okay, so like June, two months later. like <laughs> No, I think it was like deep in summer. Well, we knew we were going to leave this year. That was a fact. Like we knew absolutely sure that we wanted to leave. The problem was in America, the COVID cases were spiking. And so we were kind of sitting back playing the watching game to see where it left off. But we knew we were going to be moving. Um, we just didn't know when. We knew it would be this year. Theoretically, we just didn't know. There was no date. And you're right, in the summer... Uh, and I don't, I even think it was like 
September, we were in August, September, we were going to be like, okay, this is when we're going to leave, you know, and we had all these ideas of, okay, cool, we're going to get a, we're going to get a storage, we're going to put all this stuff in the storage, um, we're going to put this in A and B, we're going to do this, we're going to store our cars here, we had all these ideas of where we were going to be and how we were going to maneuver, and it just crumbled. Yeah, so A, it's important for you guys to know that I am an undercover hoarder. Facts. I don't like throwing things away because those are my memories. So that's problem number one, okay? Dustin found us this really cool storage company that comes, inventories all your stuff, puts it in storage. They'll pick things up for you along the way. They can send you things if you need them, whatever. So we had a storage company. We found somewhere to store one of our cars. We sold the other one. Um, because, you know, we're committed, but I still have a job and I need to be able to go back to LA and do my job. Okay. So, um, so we couldn't just purge ourselves of everything. Um, so we have a storage, we still have our car, one, one car, one car that's in storage. So let's just get, go to like seven days before we left. <laughs> it all kind of just hit the fan. Okay. We packed, right? Like I, a month out when, when we booked our Airbnb in November, I was like, okay, we're going to pack a little bit every weekend. Um, and it's going to be great. We're going to be ready to go before, like a week before we leave, we're going to be all ready and it's going to be great. Um, number two thing that you need to know about me and Dustin is that we are procrastinators to the fullest extent of procrastination. Okay. I can have the greatest idea and the greatest intention ever, but there's just something in me that just doesn't get to it. And it sucks because usually, you know, you have somebody in a relationship that's like, your opposite that's like can balance that out but me and Dustin are exactly the same when it comes to stuff like that so there's nobody to like pick up the slack bro like we will literally lay on the couch until the moving people are knocking on our door and then we'll look at each other like why didn't you pass yeah and it's like a whole debate like well you know that's your job you know but the, the funny part is we so first of all big shout out and I I'm throwing them out there big shout out to clutter okay clutter yeah big shout out to clutter Clutter is not in most states. It's not in most states, but it's in a lot of states, specifically on the West Coast. And I think it's in New York and like places like Chicago and like in the Midwest, a couple of big cities. But clutter is a place to where they'll come. They'll pack up all your stuff. They move it to this huge warehouse and put your stuff like all on a pallet. And they can like you can send stuff to them and they'll, they'll pretty much put your stuff on the pallet. Um, and you have an app. There's an app to where I can go and I can like see what exactly have there and I can bring it I can say hey bring me this bring me this bring me this and they'll bring me boxes mm -hmm. like whatever I ask for they'll bring it out of my storage mm -hmm. um and the monthly prices are compatible they're very they're like fair market prices so it's a pretty good place clutter look it up yeah. um but yeah so we have this place it was my job to um find the storage it was my fine job my job to find the storage on another car it was my job to sell our other car and do my hands was like if if you guys are listening to what I'm saying, I had like two to three weeks to do all of that, right? Um, because we we procrastinated so much. Yeah, and it was my job to pack us up, right? And I did 
pretty good packing us up. Like all of our like essential things got packed. We labeled everything. All my Funko Pops. Shout out to the Funko Pops. Shout out to my Funko Pops. Um, so I got all that stuff packed. All my Baby Yoda stuff is packed. You know, all the really essential things are packed. Okay. <laughs> Funkos and Baby Yoda, guys. Take, take, <laughs> take notes. Take notes. So, um, clutter comes and, you know, they're pulling things out, whatever. And as they're pulling things out, I'm still packing right? Because we have a lot of stuff. And when I say we, I mean I. Yes. I have a lot of stuff. Yes. So, um, when, when clutter leaves, we're essentially left with clothes and like key things, you know, like tech stuff. Um, right. Like there's, and then there's like random things that we plan on throwing away. So, um, this is like three days before we leave. Okay. Three days before takeoff and I'm still packing. Now the packing thing is getting out of control because I am not a light packer. I don't know how people leave, um, on these six month tours of Southeast Asia and only bring five pairs of panties. I'm not that girl. Wild. I'm just not that girl. I can't, I can't do that. We prioritize hygiene guys. So we're not, I'm not going to travel the world for a year and bring one pair of like underwear. Well, and it's not even just underwear. Like I watched a million packing videos on YouTube and these girls would be like, Oh, I'm going to bring two pairs of jeans, five shirts, one dress and two flip flops. And I'm like, how? How? How do you do that? So we have four suitcases, right? Five. Well, hold on. We first had four. Okay. When we're when we're packing, this is three days out, and Dustin had to go and buy me those space bags so that I could compress everything and try and fit it into our suitcases. Okay. And at this point, three days out, I'm past irritable. He's past irritable. We're already over it. Okay. We don't have a bed to sleep in. We slept on the floor for like four days, right? Mm -hmm. Because clutter came well before, so we would have time to finish cleaning up and everything. So we're sleeping on the floor. Um, all of our stuff's gone. We have no, no like, nothing. We have nothing but like basically things that we need to throw away and things that we need to pack. So um, I'm compressing things. Nothing's fitting into my suitcases. I have like more makeup than you could ever even imagine. Like I could fill a few aisles in Sephora with the amount of makeup that I have. And I'm trying to bring all of this. Okay. And it's just not happening. So I think 24 hours before the plane leaves, I'm looking at all of this stuff still like essentially filling the whole living room of our apartment. And I'm like breaking down mentally. Like, completely breaking down. Like, I'm broken. And I'm just like, whatever. So, we're we're also storing stuff in our car. Because our stuff is in clutter. And so, we still have to go park our car in storage. And so, we start filling the car. And the car is getting fuller and fuller and fuller. And the suitcases still won't close. We still have so much stuff everywhere. And we still have tech stuff everywhere and it's just it's ridiculous so the the day the morning of when we're supposed to leave 
comes. We, our plane left at like 1 o'clock, right? Yes, it was 1 o'clock. So our plane's supposed to take off at 1 o'clock. Dustin goes to park the car, right? So that he can come back and we can leave. And like the apartment's still full of crap everywhere. So he leaves and I'm like, okay, I, like what I didn't even know which way to look and we our intention was to vlog all of this but like when I tell you we were not even close to being in the mind space to to vlog let alone get ready to get on a plane in a few hours like it wasn't even like comprehensible so at this point, I'm just throwing things in the suitcase. I'm throwing things away. I'm throwing things in the car, like shoving things into the car. I'm sleep deprived because we have not really slept. And it is just, it is wild. And and then in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking about our deposit in our apartment and, and the fines that we're going to get for leaving all of the stuff in the apartment. Because at this point, we can't pack it all. So Dustin's like, okay, nothing else can go in the car. He leaves to take the car. So I'm like taking things to the trash. I'm going to different floors of our apartment because we filled up trash rooms. We've blocked the, the trash chute. We can't put anything else in. I'm, I'm like opening the door from the stairs on different levels to peek to see if anybody's there so I can hurry up and run things into the trash room of other levels so that people won't know it's ours. But how could our apartment not have known all that crap was ours? So um, at like 11 o'clock, I called us and I'm like, where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm coming. Like, I'm on my way. Our plane leaves at 1, okay, on an international flight. So he finally gets back and then we call an Uber, right? And we, we, you guys, I got to a point where I literally, when he got back, I had thrown all the stuff that I couldn't fit in the suitcases in a trash bag. I kid you not. And, and in my head, I convinced myself that I was going to be able to bring not one, not two, not three, but four check-ons, like, like, um, carry-ons onto the plane and this trash bag this big black trash bag full of stuff because i just can't let it go i'm telling you i'm a hoarder i have a problem i could totally be a candidate for hoarders so dustin just looking at me like okay so we the getting the stuff downstairs was dramatic okay Taking it across the parking garage to a place where an Uber could kind of kind of come and pick us up was ridiculous. So we call the Uber. He pulls up. The guy takes one look at our stuff and he's like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that." First of all, you called like a, I think it was like a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I mean, you don't we have had, control of who you get. You do have control of the size. You picked a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> this dude, it was like a four cedar thing reminder we had not even exaggerating like six to seven bags huge luggage backpacks, yeah huge backpacks big old luggages plus this massive overfilling spilling trash bag yeah like when i when she says trash bag let me let me create context it's like one of the trash bags like those huge black trash bags that you put in like 200 pounds of leaves that you rake in your front yard. Like, that's what she had me carrying through the airport. It was our stuff. Like, this was like this was a dramatic experience for me, right? Like, getting rid of so much stuff. Because we threw away so much of our stuff. 
everything didn't make it to storage. So that guy tells us no. Like, no hesitation, no, like, remorse, like, I'm just not doing it. So Dustin orders an, X, an XL Uber. So this guy shows up at noon. Mind you, our plane is supposed to leave at 1. And let me just back up. Okay, we upgraded our plane to business class because of the cost of getting all these bags on the plane. It just was cheaper for us to fly business class so that we could have some free wiggle room with our luggage so we wouldn't have to pay as much. So our plane leaves in an hour. This guy takes us to the airport and us getting the stuff out of that Uber and into the airport was just ridiculous. It was a production. It was, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. It was shameful. It was, it was just a joke. Okay. So I go up to the thing and I hand the lady my passport and she like types our name in and she looks at me and she's like, oh no, you're not making this flight. And I'm looking at her like, what do you mean? She's like, it's international. You needed to be here at least two hours before the flight. And I'm just like, oh my God. Because I'm not, I'm at this point, I'm not even mad that we missed a flight. I'm, I'm crushed. I am wrecked that we now have to deal with all of this stuff again. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm shook about, okay? Dustin comes in. He's like, what do you mean we missed a flight? And he's shook about missing the flight. I'm shook about the fact that we have to deal with all the stuff. And let me just tell you guys how much stuff we had. So we get it over to a bench, right? And at this point, I just sit down, and I'm just like, what are we going to do? Because now we don't have an apartment. We have nowhere to go. We don't have a car. We're just here with our stuff. Okay, the lady from the airport comes over and she's like, uh, do you need help with all of this? Like, what, like, what do you, and I'm like, uh, we missed our flight, we're fine. Dustin comes back, he went to the restroom, he's walking back, and, and one of the guys from United pulls him aside and starts talking to him about cheaper ways to fly with as much stuff as we have. Let me, let me just say this, like, when we showed up to the airport, we had seven or eight bags, carry-ons, check-ins. It was it was nuts. Our total was almost like $1,200. To check all this stuff. To check everything in. It was like $1,200. And I feel like we were such an enigma to them because they were looking at us like, where the hell are you going? After they told us that we couldn't get into the flight and that we had to come back some other time. Well, now we have seven or eight huge major bags I mean, I, these bags are heavy as hell. Veronica filled them to the brink. We used um, suitcases called Away. We used mm-hmm. the Away suitcases, which are huge, and they're known for, like, international traveling. Fabulous, by the way. Yeah, and we got them for a great deal, but that's a whole other story. And now it's my job to move these heavy-ass 70, 80-pound suitcases throughout the airport. <laughs> and we moved them through the airport, and now we're just sitting there. Like, we looked like... It was almost like a homeless encampment. Like, yeah, it was. We had trash bags. There was stuff laying around. Like, we had, we were surrounded by stuff, and it was to the point where we were flying out of the. Um, we didn't fly out of LAX. We flew out of Orange. We flew out of Orange County. The Santa Ana airport. Yeah. So that, if you know anything about the airport, it's slow. It's yeah. very slow. It's not a fast moving. Uh, they don't have an international port. It's very no, slow. They do. 
Do they really? Yeah, to Mexico. Oh, well, but it's not direct to Mexico. you got to fly to Houston, so there's that. Um, but it's a it's a, a small airport, and, like, hardly anybody goes there. It's nothing like LAX. So everybody is just sitting there. All the employees are bored as hell, and they're just, like, staring at us like, oh, my God, we were the talk of the town. It was embarrassing. You guys, and the trash bag, just so you know, it wasn't the only bag. I also had, like, little bags, like, literal plastic bags of just stuff that I couldn't fit in the suitcases. So I call a hotel that's near the Irvine Spectrum, and I'm talking to this lady, and I get us a room at this hotel called the Doubletree, right? It's right by the Spectrum. And I got that hotel room because they agreed to come and pick us up, because I just couldn't do the Uber thing again. Right. And I had no desire to spend the 30 or 40 bucks on an Uber, but keep going. Right. So they come and pick us up. You know, and I had warned them before they came that we had a lot of stuff. And they were like, no problem. And I'm like, no, we have a lot of stuff. And I'm like, no problem. So the guy comes and picks us up. He's super nice. We get to the hotel. We had those, like, luggage... um, Luggage carts. Cart thingies to help us get stuff in into our room. So we get up there. And so I start doing luggage calculations, right? Because I'm also not paying $1,200 to fly all of my stuff. Um to Mexico because I'm just not. Yeah. Um, so I decide that it's cheaper for us to get another suitcase and divide the stuff, decide on leaving some stuff behind, taking it to the car, stuffing it in the car, and then just being down two more suitcases. So we walk over to the Urban Spectrum because again, we now don't have a car. And we had to buy a suitcase from Target because the Nordstrom at Irvine Spectrum had no luggage, which I don't get it. That says everything you need to know. So we buy this huge, the literally the biggest suitcase they had at Target. We bought it. And um, side note, we also got some very delicious Chinese food from Irvine Spectrum. I'm really Ooh. bad that we never ate them before. But I think about you um, still. I think about that spicy shrimp chicken wings and that um, shrimp fried rice. It was so delicious. So good. (sighs) Shout out to the Chinese restaurant. Shout out. Okay, anyway, so when we get back to the hotel room, I have to go through all the luggage. And that's what I spent my night doing. Again, going through luggage, deciding to leave things behind, reorganizing it all so that it all fits in five suitcases now with no plastic bag well no trash bag i still have one plastic bag um but no trash bags no more random other miscellaneous bags just our five suitcases and two massive backpacks so we flew out the next day we get to the airport and on time by the way and well well, first we weren't sure if we should go the next day or if we should go two days later because the prices were cheaper. Oh, yeah. So we were sitting in this hotel and the hotel was like 1, 20, 1, 30 a night. We had a great deal because once again, they were dead as hell because of COVID. And And by the way, 120 sounds like a lot, but for that area, it was not a lot. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a lot, but it was, it was one of those things to where we didn't want to spend it. And when you're traveling and you have plans on traveling and in your mind on this specific date you're leaving and that doesn't happen, you are completely discombobulated. Yeah. And that's where 
I mean, I, I speak. I don't know if I can speak for you when I said this, but that's where I was at. Like, I was shook. Like, in my mind, I'm gone. On, on Monday afternoon, I'm gone. When Monday afternoon came around and I packed my stuff heading back to a hotel in L.A. or in Irvine, I'm shook. I'm absolutely shook. So, with that being said, we decided after strong deliberation overnight that we were going to leave. It wasn't going to cost us 1200 bucks, but we were still going to have to pay yeah. because we had so much stuff and then we figured out a way to condense everything so that we can save the money. Yeah. And all totality, I think we saved like six to 700 bucks. So when we got to the airport um, to check in, um, it ended up costing us 500 it's like five sixty, five seventy, something, like, something that. like that. Something like that. So the lady was like, "One of our suitcases weighed ninety pounds, okay, and the other ones were both over seventy pounds." Just to give you guys some context on how much stuff I had, and that was just three suitcases. And the lady was like, "Um, can you get this one under seventy? And I'm looking at her like, "And put it where? Where would you like me to put almost fifty pounds in excess?" But anyway. She was sweet. She was lovely. She was, right? She was nice enough. So we paid 500 and some odd dollars and took our behinds through security. Yeah, and that, that was a tough pill to swallow. Once again, guys, the international traveling is real. Like, if you, for a lot of people, once again, we are not backpackers. We're not the people that can just, you know, get a, a Jansport backpack, throw three or four t-shirts, four or five shorts, two or three pairs of socks and underwear and one pair of shoes and just keep it moving. I don't know. I, I don't operate like that. Like we need, we're going out to a nice dinner. I need a nice outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, it's, it's, it's hot and humid in Medita. I need shorts. I need t-shirts. I need options. I can't make it to, um, the, you know, I can't make it to the laundromat every day. I can't make it to get our stuff done every day. So I need options. And yeah. And it's not just me. See, it's Dustin too. And I'm, I'm, we've been here for two weeks, like we said, and I feel like I wish I would have bought more warm weather clothes. A, it hasn't been hot here. It hasn't. And I got rid of a lot of my warmer weather clothes because I thought it was going to be hot. And B, you need coverage here because there are mosquitoes everywhere. Bruh. Everywhere. You know, it's 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 funny that you say that. I... It, it actually has been warm. It hasn't been hot. Like, coming from Texas, coming from Arizona, where the heat is just brutal, and coming from California to where in the summertime, it can hit consistently 100-plus degrees every single day in the summertime. But I will say this. It's been, on average, about 85 degrees here. Um, they had some days that were colder than others, but on average, it's been mid-80s. Uh, I don't know. I just strongly disagree. I'm wearing a sweatshirt and leggings right now, and I am super comfortable. I've walked, like, when we walked that really crazy walk the other day, like, three-plus miles, I was wearing jeans and a denim jacket, and I wasn't, like, I was fine. Right. So, um, I, listen, I can't speak for the summer, right? Like, I heard this was a whole different kind of situation in the summertime, but for December and early January, I will tell you that it is not insane. No. I mean, it's it's not. It's, it's, it's very comfortable. It's humid, and I think it's going to take a couple of... Like, if you're coming here for a week and you're not going to get accustomed to the humidity. 
Like, we've been here for two weeks, and I'm still like, okay, as soon as we start walking down the street, the sweat hits you. It sticks to you. It sticks to your back. It sticks to your face. It sticks to your chest. Your neck is sweating. It's And this is, once again, in, like, early to mid-80s degrees. So I can't imagine when it's 90s. I can't imagine when it's 100. But it's, it's, it's humid. I've never felt this level of humidity in my entire life. Yeah. And that's, once again, coming from Texas, humid as hell. So... I, I I do agree, you know, I do agree with what Veronica's saying. We live in a, our Airbnb right now is a concrete. It's pure concrete. Yes. The core of it's concrete. This isn't made with wood or, or wood, wood, you know, wood, wood fencing or anything like that. This is a concrete place. We have air conditioning. Uh, the windows that we have here are obstructed. So it's it's cool. It yeah, can get, there's no direct sun in here. That is a very yeah, good point. It's very, it's very cool in here. Um, and, you know, the only op, like place there would be suns with is huge, ancient jungle Yucatanian tree that just blocks all of that. Um, and that's good as well for shade. Terrible for mosquitoes. But, nevertheless, like, we haven't experienced that level of heat. And... Have, in hindsight, looking back on it, I would have brought a lot more long sleeves because the bites on the arms, the bites on the legs, I've been bitten butt naked in the shower in places that I'd rather not yeah. speak of right now by my yeah, like mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are... See, and that's... I had I had ordered all these mosquito candles off of Amazon and those were one of the things that I left and I'm so mad. They're just in her car right now in L.A., <laughs> And I'm so mad we don't have them. I ordered a whole bunch of them, and that's one of the things that I, in hindsight, should not have sacrificed because it, I can't, the mosquito bite thing, people talked about it, and I've heard, that's why I ordered the mosquito um, candles, but like, mm mm, it's real. And with all the respect, people talked about it, nobody did a good job being like, talking about the severity of it and the reality of it. It was always a side note. Oh, well, you gotta be careful. There's mosquitoes there. Bruh. Once again, they run. This is their city. This is their hood. Like, they walk around like they're paying rent up in here. Like, it's crazy. I've never seen so many mosquitoes in my entire life. I currently, right now, have maybe, and I'm not even exaggerating, maybe about 15 to 20 bites on me. Three of those bites occurred within the last four or five hours, and they're on my face, bro. I got. I got mosquito bites on my face. Yeah. So it's 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 real, man. It's a pill to swallow. Um, but you know, once again, in hindsight, we were just in a desperate position trying to figure out how we can save six or seven hundred bucks to move everything here. And we shouldn't have done that. We we could have everything that we need we could have bought here. Literally, we yeah. could have bought it. We could have took that five or six hundred dollars that we wasted to get all this stuff extra on and use that and walked into a mall and bought us a completely new wardrobe but we didn't we didn't we didn't know you don't know what you don't know yeah but now we know and we can share it with you i mean honestly like i need my clothes i love my clothes i i want my clothes here and i'm glad that i have all of my stuff here um but um if you are on more of a restricted budget, you really can get anything that you need here. Don't feel like you have to bring it. And I've heard, just like I heard there's a Target, I have heard that there's a Sephora here somewhere. I haven't seen it, so can't speak to it. But, um, you know, ladies, I, you know, if it's true, between Target, Sephora, and the malls that I have seen, there's literally nothing that you can't get here. Right, there's a, we've seen a map. 
We've seen, uh, there's, I mean, there's so much stuff, guys. If you, we, we literally did a video at the mall, mm -hmm. uh, La Isla Mall in uh, North Merida. So go ahead and check that out. Go ahead and look into that, that video that we posted. Once again, DMV La La Land, check us out. Um, but yeah, you don't need all this stuff. Bring, bring what you need, but you don't have to bring everything you own. And I think for us, that was our experience. We, we, we've never traveled around the world. Like, what does that look like? We don't personally know anybody that's traveled around the world to tell us, hey, do this, do that, do, you know, do this. So we'll be your guides yeah. <laughs> for you guys that are interested or let's say hypothetically you want to go, but you're, you can't go and you're just interested in what the process looks like. Once again, DMV La La Land on YouTube, subscribe, turn notifications, comment, share, like, uh, drop down a comment box. Let us know who you are. If you have any questions, uh, please let us know. Um, we have exclusive content as well on Patreon, so check out our Patreon and, you know, obviously help us uh, on this journey as we travel around the world. Like, this is a huge thing. Most people want to do this. 98% of people in life will never get this opportunity. And that's a, a, an unfortunate fact. So we are the 2% of people that said, you know what? Everything that we had that was guaranteed, everything that we had that was comfortable and certain, we're going to put down the back burner and we're going to just dive into the unforeseen. We're going to dive into the discomfort. We're going to take risks, major risks, because at the end of the day, if this doesn't turn out to be what it is, we got to travel the world, yeah. you know, and that's the most important thing ever. I don't want to be that guy that's, you know, 90, 100 years old and I'm, I'm in the hospital and I'm on oxygen <laughs> And I'm thinking about all the things in life that I could have done, but I didn't. We are leaving everything on the table. And it's a gamble. I got to be honest with you. Like, we are literally rolling the dice right now. Like, yeah. you know. It's on a, very scary. Yeah, it's extremely scary. And the reality is, it, the more and more I'm out here and I'm starting to see other people and other like-minded people. And we've met people that are living here and they live here, but we, we still haven't met anybody that's traveling the world. Yeah. We, and I think that's a difference. So... Guys, it was a struggle getting here. It was a struggle moving. The process was different. But in hindsight, I'm happy. I was nervous about moving to Mexico. Now that I'm here for a couple of weeks, I have no idea why in the hell I was nervous. I should have done this years ago. So, guys, check it out. Like I said, if, you, if, you're, if you're intrigued about it, you want to do this, there is no tomorrow that's guaranteed for you. Get your stuff together. Get piece everything together and make it happen. There's a lot of jobs where you can work online. You know, you can save up money, 20, 30% of your checks every single, you know, paycheck. And after a year, you could literally afford to come and live in a place like Medita for a year. You know, you don't have to live extremely luxurious or whatever, but you can have everything you need. And the importance is to have the experience mm -hmm. because as we've been able to see through this COVID pandemic is there is nothing that's guaranteed for you. You're not guaranteed to be here tomorrow. You know, we plan for the future and we should plan for the future. But if we're planning realistically, we should plan for the moment because the future is so unpredictable. So with that being said, guys, if you have any questions about moving to Mexico, definitely leave a comment. I'm happy to answer anything that I can. Um, so don't be shy. Ask me anything. Um, but I mean, I guess there's nothing left to be said except live life beautifully with no regrets. And until we meet you guys in the next episode, 
which is coming soon. We don't know when, so make <laughs> sure you subscribe, turn those notifications, because we bring in that heat, baby. Alright, guys. Live life beautifully with no regrets, and until the next one, peace. peace. Wanna shake the Shout to me and you to write our story on a shape that knows.